Welcome to North London's Most Read, episode 11. In today's episode, we will be discussing Arsenal's 4-2 win over Leeds United. Man, that was a crazy game. I did not see it going that way before the game. How did you feel about the game? Well, man? we knew there was going to be goals in the game. Yeah, Leeds either cover. Leeds, I mean, obviously, yeah. uh, no, we say that will be Drew. Like, I think it was 0-0 no, no, we drew of them, actually. But, um, you know, they come here to score goals and concede goals and leave yeah. with uh, people entertained. But perhaps if you're a Leeds fan, a bit more stressed or anxious. <laughs> I'm um, Arsenal fan. Now, you know how it is with Arsenal. You say, oh, mate, you know, it, they should come with a, like a government warning being an yeah, Arsenal fan 100%. because it's just, you know, it's the hope that kills you. I think yeah. Leeds might actually be at that level where you don't know if you're going to lose 4 0, win 6 0 away, or yeah. like, you don't know, man. No, they're, 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 you know, it, it's hard to see in this league that there's a team that's probably more inconsistent than us, which is absolutely crazy. It's quite and that is comforting, Leeds. you know. It's like, yes, you know how we alone, feel. You know? <laughs> Yeah, no, it was it was really different to the one that was nil nil um, at Ellen Road. But I think obviously when Pepe got sent off, that was, you know, that changed the game completely. Yeah. from today's game. How did you How did you feel when you saw the lineups? Because I I wasn't sure what to make of it. I know, first, I know. You know, I was strangely positive, but I remember texting you like, "Yo, what, what, what?" You said, "You know, I don't like this. I'm not happy with this." And I went, oh, "So what would you change?" I mean, there was. It wasn't that I wasn't. You know, there was a there was a lot good about the selection. I like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. The only the only worries I had were Louise overholding. Um, you know, I'm quite a big holding fan. I, you know, I don't think he's the best defender in the world, but I, I still think he's quite a secure defender. Yeah. And then. As I've said a few times, like not starting Pepe is is beginning to grate on me because I think he's he's finally been in like you know semi decent form. He's scored a few goals in the last few games. Um, I just feel to drop him completely. I know he's probably gonna start against Benfica on Thursday and play like the full ninety minutes, but hopefully, I just there was an obviously there was an eight game you know rest period. So you know his starting eleven was his strongest starting eleven he could select, and that's what he believed in my opinion. Um, well, so arguably, the he's rested that, a few players, but we'll get to that. Whether you think this is his first eleven you know, or not, they were the only two. They were the only two things I I thought. You know, maybe he could have changed, but you mm-hmm. know, ultimately we won the game. So you know, he's we've won the game. You know, you can't we've argue won the too game. much. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that they tried to play. Well, he did not try to play. He did play um, Smithrow and Odegaard in the same team. Yeah, rather bold, than bold. having them be one or the other. And I think we actually did have a podcast clip on YouTube that we uploaded one of the clips from an old podcast yeah, did, a few yeah. weeks ago saying, can they play together, can they not? And our view was that the only person who'd really played out of the, the 10 position fairly commonly um, was Odegaard on the right. So I thought was in seeing yeah. that, okay, it'll be Saka on the left, Smith Rowe at 10, and then Odegaard at the right. And actually it yeah, wasn't. It, was, it seemed to be um, Odegaard down the middle who would drift everywhere. Saka yeah. back on the right and Smith Rowe mostly on their left. Well, so. it wasn't just us though, because if you looked at the um, the Sky Sports lineup before the game, that's exactly how they predicted it. They thought Odegaard would be on the right, Saka on the left, Smith Rowe in the middle, yeah, and Abamyang up top. But yeah, no. So I think a lot of people were thinking that at the time. Um, but you know, they it was it was a it was a genius selection to start Smith Rowe and Odegaard, and it was a bold one. I'll, I'll be well, honest, it worked, like, yeah. It did, it did, especially in the first half, definitely, 100%. Yeah, so should we go through the game and recap what we think were the key moments then? Yeah, yeah, so I'll start off with this one. So for me, not a lot happened in the first 10 minutes or so. Um, no. About, I think, 12, 30 minutes in, Aubameyang got his first goal. Um, classic Aubameyang goal, coming in from the left. Uh, I, I like the step-overs. He doesn't normally do a lot of step-overs, so it's, you know, it was quite fresh and Bit bright. Yeah. 
And it's a really good near post finish. So I think the keeper thinks he's going the other way. He's he's drawn the two defenders in and they've they've made it a lot harder for the keeper. Um but it's a really, really good goal. Yeah. And here's a little stat for you. Um Go on. Aubameyang has equaled Alexis Sanchez's sixty Premier League goals for Arsenal now. And I've got another stat there. In but... how many games compared to Sanchez's? I I haven't checked how many games. Oh, how can you not um, back that up? Come on, mate. It's, Fire it's the, same... the stats guy. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another stat later, but I'll, I'll go into that. Keep stat listening man. and you'll find out that... I did a tiny bit of research. This is you trying to get today. the retention rate on the podcast up. <laughs> no, this is just me doing a tiny bit of research for once. He's been drilling into the analytics. Fair but enough. No, so, no, I, what I want to yeah, say is on, uh, that goal is a real striker's goal. It's a real football fan's goal as well. I think that's one that casual fans will not appreciate as much as the real football fans will to know yeah. how difficult and how technical that goal is. To get squeeze it through, not only a key, ignoring the fact that there's a keeper trying to keep it out, there yeah. are two defenders that make the angle almost impossible. So you've got to both get it through two defenders and then put it in the only area past the two defenders between the near post and or the, or the the post and the keeper, and that is so difficult to do, and he's done it really well. Um, like I don't even I class that as a half chance, not a full chance. So like if that doesn't go in, no one is shocked, no one's upset. That's just he's made a goal out of not thin air, but a really, 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 really good goal that 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 only top quality strikers can co- score consistently, and he did it. So I'm really, really happy with that. Yeah, me too. I think as well, like. The main thing for me is that's a confident finish. Yeah, it and is. And Yang's not had the the best of form this season, the best of luck this season. Um, you know, he's had some few personal issues um, that you know you never want for your player. But he's really today he was he was really good. I had I've got nothing to to fault him with. I think he he had a real captain's performance today, and I'm I'm so glad that he's he's back in the goals. Um, I'm just hoping. I, I think you texted me about it earlier. If he can have a good second half to the season we're gonna we're gonna be in a lot better position than we could actually 11th, push you know, you know a, a hypothetical 10 goal alba in the next 15 games could put us back in the race for top six it could that's the only yeah. way um and that also oh, really, involves yeah. people like saka continuing to go on a mad oh, one smith continuing to go on a mad one <laughs> lacquer you know chipping in with the goals they all need to but you know without alba scoring the goals that you we need for him to drag us through another season, we can't challenge for top six because we won't win enough games. But if we can, yeah. and if Pepe can do what he's been doing, you know, and score five goals and get five assists or whatever, then yeah. then we, we could. We've got the squad to do it. We've just got to do it, basically. we've Mate. I'm gutted that we didn't beat Wolves because that would have been another f- three points oh, on there. But in terms of the games we've got, all right, Leicester's tough and we're doing it right after Benfica, uh, as is Man City. I'm going to hope for one point out of those two games. But then after that, we have to drill through the next few teams. Yeah. We have to really start drilling we through really teams. We really do. Our next run of fixtures aren't going to be easy. But, you know, when you've got players like Saka, Aubameyang, Smith, on the pitch, you know, anything can happen. Um, I want to touch on the, the penalty incident. I was about to say, let's get to the penalty. Not, not the actual penalty that we got No, given, I know, I know, I but know. But the one before. The, um, the, the penalty. So you... You know, both both of them involve Saka. Saka's, you know, before we go into the penalty incident, I just want to say that I I love Saka like straight up. <laughs> Give him a ten year contract right now. Honestly, I don't even care. Put him on put him on five hundred grand a week for a ten year contract and make sure he stays. Bribe Boris for the he MBE. Is my Get it player. done. He is my favorite player, mate. I grew up watching Thierry Henry and the silkiness, the va va voom, everything. But Saka, like you know, well, he excites you more than Henry. I'm not saying Saka's. Incites me more. No, but no, no, no. We're not talking about. We're not talking about skill. Does he excite you more, mate? I like. He's from the academy. I fucking love Saka. Like, I, I don't know. He, he, 
you know, Humri's gracious. He had the touch, he had the finish. He's got absolutely everything. And Humri's yeah. probably like I love Saka, but Humri's probably goes down as a better more. player. Humri will probably be a better player than Saka. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to compare them in that way. But Saka is like my modern day Thierry Humri. Yeah. Obviously, different kind of player, but he excites me like no other, mate. Honestly, imagine Saka He's... under like 2010 to 2012 Wenger, like. <laughs> he would have just he, let him do what he wants he and he would have gone mad. He's something else. Anyway, we'll, we'll get back into the penalty. He's still instead. only 19. Yeah, 9 or 20. Yeah, it's absolutely unreal. England have got something there. So, like, yeah, he's Foden, got to go we're to gonna, We're going to do well. We're going to do well. Yeah, he, he will, 100%. There's no way. The only thing that's against Saka and not going to Euros is uh, injury. I actually it looked at the odds for who gets on the plane to the Euros yesterday. I can't remember what Saka's was, but I think he's about 5-4 to four even, so they're not. But it's not a given. He was he was the good thing that in Saka's corner is that he was involved in the last run of international fixtures. Yeah, so was Maitland Niles, and he's eight to one. But you know, there's a there's a big difference between how they've played over the last couple of months. Yeah, that's fair. Um, we'll get into the penalty sorry, yeah, penalty, um, penalty. So obviously, skinned two players. He's you know driving forward, direct, positive, classic Saka. Um, I still think that's a penalty. I you know I've got my bias hat on because I'm an Arsenal fan. Of but course. As we said, I texted you at the time, and I said that is a penalty. I've seen so many softer penalties given against That's, us, and you know, you know, I've seen so many like on Harry Kane, you know, players like Neto, like players like that, and that that's a penalty in other games I've seen. Obviously, the ref hasn't seen it that way. Um, that's his decision, but that's a penalty for me personally. Yeah, um, it's also if it is a soft, it is a soft-ish penalty that. Like I, I, just, one, yeah. I want to bring something you said up because um, you texted me this and I was like, this is absolutely bang on. Because um, I wanted to know what you thought. I thought that's a penalty-ish and it sometimes does, even it sometimes doesn't. People, yeah. everyone, every set of fans is mad either way. But it's never decisively not or yes enough that VAR should get involved. So that should just stand itself, but it's not for VAR to go. That's uh, a clear and uh, whatever mistake. Obvious error, yeah. Um, you know, you said... You said Five ten years ago, no, but today, yes. And if we're yeah. going to hold the current standards of the game to everyone else's current standards of the game, that is more a penalty than it's not. And it's that. certainly enough of a penalty that VAR don't go, that's absolutely not. Because there's also, like, if you're pressured into looking at the screen, you'll go, right, this isn't one, because VAR isn't going to talk to you. Yeah. unless. It, so, you, so you're... Um, you know, there's there's pressure on you to make that decision. He originally gave the penalty. It's it's a soft-ish on the soft scale. It's yeah, like it's a, a three and one. a half four. Fair enough. But they happen. They happen in the game. Well, they don't happen for Arsenal. They happen against Arsenal. But like you we were saying, like David Luiz does less than that, and he gets sent off. Way less. Way less. There's a clip on the kneecap. The 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 Leeds player. It depends what angle you look at. The some angles look better, and some angles make it look more soft. But ultimately, the guys push Saka to the floor, and as Saka's going to the floor, he clips him with his leg. So there's enough contact for me than just someone putting their studs on someone's kneecap, and that being a penalty and a red card. For me, that's a penalty. But you know, five minutes later, we we get a penalty from Saka's amazing play again. So yeah. I'm not. That made it feel a lot better. You know, if if we don't get a penalty five to ten minutes later, I'm I'm going to be way more mad about that. Yeah, but, like I'm angry if that penalty gets put against me, but I'm angry at the defender on Arsenal's team more than I'm angry at the ref for giving that penalty oh, because yeah, it can like, be a penalty and it's stupid to put yourself in that position where you can give away a penalty. If As an Arsenal fan, if, let's say, Louise or Gabriel did that challenge, I 
I would be like, yeah, it's a soft penalty, but I wouldn't disagree. But with I the wouldn't decision. make that challenge if I were them because they I'd can just say get it's a, given. It's a reckless challenge. Yeah. It's a yeah. stupid it's challenge. Stupid. Yeah. Even if you're putting 100%. yourself in a position where four out of ten times they get given, it's a dumb thing to do. Yeah. Unless oh, it's it like a straight goal scoring opportunity, which that one wasn't because Saka was going out wide. Um, I think it's great place to do it though. So choose to go to the right of between yeah. the two rather than the left, which is the yeah. obvious thing. Was inspired and creative. I think maybe the only thing that worked in the Leeds United players defense maybe is the fact that it was a big center back Saka's obviously not the biggest guy in the world maybe they thought you know matching up physiques it wasn't as much contact as say if it was a smaller player that did that I don't know but if you have to get that up, far but... into the rule book then it's not a clear and obvious I know, error I know I know I know I know and it's, it's, it's it was for me it was a penalty but yeah you know we can always say that as Arsenal fans we're probably more likely although we want to be unbiased as possible there's probably a little bit of subconscious yeah, of course, bias of course um, but then you know but we've vindicated we've vindicated yeah. uh, shortly after Saka again of course just we did to the Leeds what I expected Leeds to do to us I'll be honest <laughs> you weren't feeling confident I was feeling confident in, no 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 I'm, I'm talking about like high intensity pressing that mm-hmm. is Leeds mm-hmm. all over the yeah. high intense game and we basically did what Leeds should have done to us in the first half and you know it's come from a mistake that you know would usually make, where Saka's just chased down the keeper. The keeper's got caught in two minds. Saka's got in front of the ball, and the keeper's brought him down. And you know, it's a pen- that's a hundred percent a penalty. You can't argue that one at all. Yeah, it's uh, he's unlucky. He's a twenty-year-old keeper. He's young. Apparently, he's, he's a, a big keeper. prospect. Like he's I don't really know that keeper, much about actually. him except from Football Manager. But he's made a mistake there, and he's he also will come to this. Let's a soft one in afterwards, a few minutes later as well. Um, yeah. So gutted for him. He's a young keeper. Hopefully he learns. It, like every time they 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 put the camera on him afterwards, he looked like yeah. he was in his head about it. And that's not how you play. You can't go out sad afterwards. You got to get your head back in the game. Like so, it's a good penalty though as well. Very good penalty. Bangham. Even if um, he goes the right good. way, he's not reaching that. No, it's it's you know it, the only the only thing you can say about the penalty is it's a it's a good height for the keeper, but it's so far in the corner that you'd have the you'd have to pre guess basically to. Yeah, son, a chance yeah. of saving that. And the keeper and, is a know, tall one, but still, ni- ninety-nine times out of a hundred, that goes in. There's, there's no chance for the keeper. Yeah, um, you'd have to do something absolutely outrageous to to save that. And, and it's a confident penalty as well. Um, so that that was that was brilliant for Aubameyang, and I'm glad. I know it's a penalty, so you, you know you can say it dwarfs the stats a little bit, but you know he's he's got another goal and well on his way to get more. Yeah. Then a few minutes later, yeah, we get, get another, another little Saka run. Again, it, Saka again. I know. This is when I texted you saying, you know, I don't care about he's 19 or whatever. He's not just world class for his age anymore. He's just straight world class. Like, he is just on this level now, irrespective of age. I just want to say one thing, right? So, selling Henri obviously upset me, but he went to Barcelona <laughs> and that was his You're dream. You're really going back to right. your feelings then, Henri. <laughs> no, no, no. So, selling Van Persie... Bucked yeah. me off, right? Mm-hmm. Selling Fabregas upset me to my core, right? <laughs> if we sell Saka, I might be done with Arsenal. Like, <laughs> might have to, mate. Start I can't deal with West like, London's we most to, white and go support Fulham. We have to, we have, we have to keep him. Like this is, you know, there's not going to be any rumours of him going anytime soon. Don't get me wrong; he's a young boy and he's going to play his football Arsenal for the next few years at least. But I'm going to preempt it. Do not sell this player ever, unless he's 35 washed up. Then we can sell him. But we are not selling this player in his prime years. We cannot allow to do it. Even if we get a 200 million bid, I do not care. We are not selling him. 
He's too much, man. He's too much. And when when it wasn't, I would not swap Ronaldo and Messi for him. <laughs> yeah, but you only get like two or three years out of them. Yeah, we got like fifteen years less of this kid. I'm overrating him, but I love him. <laughs> you wouldn't sub- sub- like even swap prime Messi and prime Ronaldo at like 25, 26. You know, that's uh... <laughs> well, we ain't seen prime Saki yet, so Ronaldo calls up. You know what? I'll take the pay cut, forty k a week. Just we'll take Zaka instead. And you're like, no, nah, you know what, mate? I think you should stay and score sixty goals in Madrid this year. Yeah. No, that was you know we're we're gassing him up too much. But no, he's a legend. He's, he's a young legend, and um, it's lovely to see the young kid from Arsenal's academy come through. And do that. I'm, he, I'm um, happy. No, go I'm on. I'm happy go. that Bellerin. I'm just gonna say I'm happy that Bellerin scores. Um, he's come under a bit of pressure recently. Um, he's not you know the most potent uh, attacking fullback in the world, but I'm glad he got a goal. I've, I think the keepers made a mistake on that one. To yeah, be fair, yeah. But I'm I'm so I'm very happy for Bellerin. You know. Yeah, he, I um I want to say that he's one of the worst players today. Unfortunately, I want to say again he um he got caught out defensively that let I think Bamford and or Harrison take a shot that is pretty routine save, but you know ten percent yeah. of the time that goes in. Um, Bellerin is one of my top three favorite players in a long yeah, time at I Arsenal. Like so it's a, it's really gutting to see him not play as well as the rest of the team and seem to be sort of passed by in the match a little bit. So I really hope that he can get it together and. What I would say is he's not he, the difference between a good game and a bad game in his case. It's just a couple things that stick out. I don't, um, yeah, I don't think he had a bad game. Yeah, well, he I scored, he, right? He scored, but it's, it's, but yeah, I don't his think position should, could have been better. Yeah, his yeah. position could have been better, but I, I don't think scoring means that you should glaze over and miss things that haven't been said. That being said, oh, no, 100%, it yeah. was great work rate from David Luiz, Ceballos, yeah. and Bellerin and Saka and everyone in that first half that created stuff, and they're all typically more apart from Saka defensive players. So them all put in work. Uh, well, you know, Sabayos in the midfield, but you know, yeah. lovely ball in from Sabayos with the vision to put Bellerin in. Lovely runs from Louise, lovely runs from Saka, all in that period of play. And you know, I'm I'm super happy with that. How, how that is, we, we did we did something we we haven't done a lot this season, and that's actually get a commanding lead in the first half. Yeah, we've we've you know over the years we've we've done it with uh, Wenger against the the lower teams. Um, hasn't quite happened in Arteta's first like real Premier League season. Um, and it's good that we've we got a nice nice lead in the first half, and we actually played really well in the first half. I'd, I'd say probably aside from maybe the West Brom game, um, that was probably our best half of Premier League mm-hmm. football this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it came against a team. You know, and Leeds are inconsistent, like we said earlier. And a bit no, but they cold, could have gone ahead of Arsenal if they yeah. won that game. Yeah, it was it was an important win. It really was, and it was a really really good first half of football. Yeah, I want to say also that um, the end of my first half notes also that Cedric was a bit wasteful at the beginning. His first poor touch was yeah. uh, messed up a good opportunity on the other side. He did. Um, but yeah, I, I, t- I take account for that because that is kind of what happens when you have a right-footed player at left-back. Um, but when yeah, I thought about difficult. it more, I was like, you know, he's it's it's an inefficiency not having that perfect backup you know, player or whatever. But when you think about we've saved... In five million pounds ish in wages from Kalasinac's loan out, and you know whatever we get when we yeah. sell him, and if you have to take a five million pound extra, then not have it, and then have someone like Cedric playing left back instead, it's not really that big a drop from Kalasinac, and so you yeah. know it's the right place still for the for the money saved. So I'm he's good enough, he's adequate, but I hope that we see Tierney come back, obviously yeah, because he's... he's such a star player, and I wonder if he'll be back for Benfica. I don't know what the the news is. I don't. I think. You know, I'd be surprised, Benfica, especially that's a 
that's a difficult game to come back into, especially if you're not used to playing a team from like a foreign league. It's a different style of play and stuff. Yeah, I think I, I'd be more likely to see him um, in our next Premier League game, hopefully. But he, I don't think he's in full training or anything like that yet. Um, but I will say that Cedric seems to, he hasn't you know lit up the league, but he has seemed to be relatively solid. Um, I know he made the mistake against Aston Villa, but aside from that, he hasn't really made any other mistakes, not that I can remember. Mm-hmm. So I think we should, you know. I, as a as a backup in the left back position, Cedric's done fine for me. Yeah. Um, only other things of note in the first half were that Ceballos was playing a lot of complex sort of trickery moves and back heels and stuff yeah. that weren't coming off sometimes, but were coming off sometimes. He could have done with calming it down slightly, but overall it was still well played and it was good vision to set up the assist with Bellerin. Yeah. Um, I felt that Xhaka on occasion cut out some of the attacking intensity. I don't know if it's a composure thing that we've seen. You know, this is we could copy and paste this for fifty matches. Um, I don't know if it's a composure thing or if he's just been drilled and coached to just never lose the ball yeah. and just make sure he retains it. But at times where he could play a slightly riskier ball and keep progressing it, he is choosing to go back to the centre-backs when there really is like a lot. And we could go back forwards. and we passed it back from the wings and it's come back to him, he could then go to yeah. the other wing and he's choosing to go back to the centre-back under the slightest bit of pressure. And I think you need to be good enough to beat the press and, or just even make a pass under pressure at this level. 100%. I think one, one thing to note on Xhaka... And I don't know if you'll agree with this, but if you don't hear about Xhaka and a half, that's good. I'm I'm not saying that he he didn't didn't, do well. You know, we we came in after that half and we didn't concede a goal. For me, if you hear about Xhaka and a half, it's normally because he's done a mistake or he's done something reckless. There's a difference in a mistake and just losing momentum. I think technically he's kept the ball and he's got the high passing percentage completed. He didn't do anything outstanding because the stats won't pick up stifling something that could have been something that never occurred because of it um yeah 100 percent. but i i i think that jacka had a, had a decent game but what, i was just referring to the point that if you don't hear much about jacka that's mm-hmm. normally a good thing yeah yeah um you know he's been good form recently i i, I was the first to praise him a few yeah. weeks i just felt that on occasion but perhaps that's the game plan once you go two three ahead you don't have to play the risky pass against a team with so much energy like Leeds. So uh, I'm just simply positing what I saw. It was, it was good with Sabellos coming back in, Sabas, however you pronounce it. It's good to know that, you know, maybe not against the very best teams in the league, but it's good to know that we have an adequate replacement because obviously Xhaka is going to be the second choice, uh, party first choice, but it's nice to know that we have players that can do it if we do have injuries because it looks like party's got quite a few injuries, concerns for us. He's literally it never might been just... injured before he came. <laughs> yeah, I know. It might just be him trying to, you know, adapt to the league. And, you know, from, you know, when he comes back from this injury, he might play 50 games, like, you know, pretty much straight. But yeah. we'll have to see how it goes. But it's nice to know that we have someone who's a good ball player like Sabios as yeah, backup. Yeah, we, we have him until the end of the as season. A third choice, as a third choice central midfielder, that's, that's not a bad one, in my opinion. I saw today that um, it's £22 million if we want to buy him permanently. What do you reckon? Uh, it's difficult to put a price, especially with the the COVID market at the moment. Mm-hmm. But I'm I do probably a little bit more than most Arsenal fans. But I do quite like Sabayos. I don't think he's the best player in the world or anything close. But I would I do think he's a good squad player and he does give you something different. He's a lot different from let's say Xhaka and El Nenny. And I like the variation that Sabayos can bring because Sabayos out of Party Xhaka, I'd say Savias is probably the best kind of ball player, nifty kind of midfielder out of the three. 
Um, and I feel like if the ball's in a really tight space, Sabas is the one that gets you out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, he can overplay it a little bit and do a little bit like stupid things, uh, you know, like flicks and tricks and stuff like that, which could cost us. But I think as a third choice, and having an option off the bench the last 20, 30 minutes, if, we're, if we need to get hold of the ball and try and create something, I think he does offer that. So and if I you've think... got, say, 60, 70 million net to spend, does he, does 22 go for him as your part of your, you know, efficient allocation of funds? That's a really difficult question. I would take him for 22, personally, um, but I wouldn't go above. You've got to think about what the opportunity cost of that is if we're trying to pick yeah. up other players like that instead and who you don't get, or if you know, it, if there's a deal to be done for Odegaard yeah. or whatever, do you factor that in? We haven't seen enough of Odegaard yet to know for sure. Um, and it obviously depends who else we're going for. If we're, if we're going for someone, I think, oh my God, he could really... You know, if it's like... Oh, whatever he's called from Leon, you know, someone of that ilk, like he won't come to us this summer. He'll go to Juventus. Yeah, you know, I'm, you know what I mean, though. Um, I think at the moment, I'd, I'd seriously consider it. Um, it's so difficult. There's so many variables that come into it. Mm. But maybe I think I'm more leaning towards yes than no. But then 22 million for a third choice central midfielder. Is is that? Well, a waste think about when he's coming back as yeah. well. He plays a sort of similar yeah, stat profile with the progression stuff. I just think that out of our out of Jacker party and Tobias, I don't think there's another. I don't think Jacker or Party could have done that ball for Bellerin's goal. I don't think they would have mm-hmm. been brave enough to make that pass. And that's not to hate on Party and Jacker, but they're just not that kind of player. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, what did you think of Odegaard today? And let's let's move into the second half as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Odegaard had a good game. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say a very good game, but I think he was. For his first start in a long time, um, for, oh, it was obviously his first start for Arsenal. But considering, like you know, Real Madrid and all that sort of stuff, it's been a few months, hasn't it? Yeah. So he obviously isn't match fit, but I think he had a very tidy. It I can't say too much. I think he had a tidy game. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything that lit the world on fire. I don't think he was close to world class in this game, but he's got his confidence up. You know, he's. You know, when when he was on the pitch, we were very good attacking wise. There's not many more compliments you can give him. Yeah, I think I don't think you look at his start and think that was a mistake, mm-hmm. or you you draw anything from him that says that he can't start for Arsenal in the next game, just from that performance. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to need more game time, and I think he's going to get better and better. He 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 seems solid. Yeah, like, there's not for me. There's not too much more to say. And what about Smith Rowe on the left? What do you think of that? Uh, I enjoyed it. I think he had a very good game. I'm not sure he will always. I don't. I think he's more of a ten than a left winger. But if we want to incorporate them both into the teams, that's a way of doing it. Mm-hmm. But it's just finding the right balance. I think that can change from game to game. Like in another game, maybe against Benfica or someone like you know Man City or Leicester in the next few few games. Maybe you can't start with both them too. You don't get enough from them to against certain oppositions but I think against Leeds it's worked today right and I wouldn't be mad if that combination started against Benfica it, well, I don't think it will because I think we'll make changes for Benfica but say our next Premier League game I wouldn't be mad if that was our starting front four for Man City or Leicester I can't remember who we've got next in the league but I, I, you know I wouldn't be mad at that okay so you didn't think that having Smithrow who's not a natural winger took much away from if we'd had like an inside forward out there instead yeah, but let's look like at Pepe. But let's go look at 
what Smith Rowe did for Aubameyang's hat trick. Mm-hmm. So he's he's out on the he's out on the wing, but he's still created a brilliant goal. And that doesn't it doesn't just because he's not an out and out winger, it doesn't mean that he can't be brilliant from that position. Yeah. Like up until a few months ago, Arteta didn't think that Saka was a inside forward. And now he is playing there and he's thriving. So there's no there's no if Odegaard hits top form and we need to incorporate Smith Rowe, then there's no reason why he can't play mm-hmm. in that left forward position. Yeah. Um and after seeing what he did for Abamian's goal, I th- I think I underrated how direct and quick Smith Rowe can be when he wants. Yeah. Um, he's he's got I I didn't know that he could run at people like he did yeah, until he really a couple of games recently. And it was a really that was a really I think it was his weaker foot, his left foot when he clipped it back post for a Bamian's header, and it was a re- it was just really simple but effective. Mm. Like there's not many players that can do that and have the weight of pass. And just another side note on that, a Bamian goal he then equalled. Robert Perez's Premier League record. Uh, is that what we were 60, waiting for? 62 Premier League goals. Uh, he has matched Robert Perez, who's an Arsenal legend. So. Do you have the number of games, though? No, I don't. Can you stop coming up halfway You're with these stats? You I need can to... try and Google it again. Uh, next, just, time, all, next time. We care about the goals. We care about the goals. We don't care about game times. <laughs> I'm trying to find the goal-to-game ratio and see who's more prolific. I'm sure it'll be Albert. Yeah. Oh, Albert will, 100%. Perez was with us for... Six or seven seasons, wasn't he? Well, yeah, so, and he wasn't like you know playing the same attacking roles. So there's less yeah. expectation. I'm sure he got more assists. Um, yeah, but you know, still both world class players. Oh, definitely. But I'm interested to see the amount of games. Still, we'll have to do that. Join us next time, where <laughs> Kieran will have done a bit of googling. <laughs> I'll, I'll do. I will do more thorough research. <laughs> I was just trying to get my stats out. I'm not. I don't do. I don't do many stats normally. So I thought. I know. I, I liked that. I've enjoyed the two you brought for us today. <laughs> Um, but the game, quite, yeah. the game turned on its head a bit when they got their goal. And it yeah. was uh, just after Willian had been brought on. And I disagreed with that sub because when you've got a game yes. that's pretty much dead uh, and you want to bring Martinelli back to full fitness and you want to test him out for half an hour, give him his you know time to build up his confidence and get that natural uh, energy back to his game and get that instinct yeah. back, why would you not bring him on on this game when he's got the work rate to make sure that nothing gets lost? He can play yeah. it and do stuff and just just see what is into it because he hasn't really been playing since Arteta came. So let's see what he can do. He's still under the jury's out on him. I assume for yeah. Arteta because his best games came before that. Um, sure. I think one one big thing for me with the the Williams substitution, um, and again I've said this in previous podcasts. I'm not I'm not going to hate on William anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, it's Arteta's fault for bringing him on. So I don't want to I don't want to you know insult William or anything like that um, I think that time's passed I think Arteta knows what kind of player he is and he's choosing to play him so for me that's not William's fault that's Arteta and the, the buck 100% lies with Arteta I'm not oh, blaming William yeah. yeah so it's for just me the thing is William somehow makes the rest of the team worse like yeah, no, without touching the, the ball but that's the message when, you, when you're 4-0 up and you bring on William. Not only does it uninspire Arsenal players, it gives Leeds the boost of, oh, okay, so they're going to be a, a little bit light in this position. Instead of having Smith Rowe attacking down the left, we've got William. Let's attack down the right. We're going to have more opportunities. He he's not going to be able to create as much as Smith Rowe. It gives it just sends the message to Leeds players and Arsenal players. This is a poor substitution. Let's and then you saw exactly what happened afterwards. You know, another day that. That might not happen, and we might go on and win five nil. So, but but we didn't today. at the so moment. We'll go off what we've seen with the with the form and what we've seen today, 
that was a dreadful hmm. substitution. Not only is it, it's going to damage the player's reputation even more by playing him in that game. It's also, you've got, like you referred to, you've got Martinelli on the bench. We need to get some minutes from him. We want to see him play. And you've also got Pepe, who could have come on for the last yep. 30 minutes. Got his confidence up, got a goal. So there's there's too, too, there's too many mistakes with that substitutions for me. I think maybe maybe in hindsight he's thought, you know, we're 4-0 up, we can't lose the game at this point. Well, we tried. But <laughs> we're 4-0 up, we can't lose the game at this point. Let's try and get Williams' confidence up if we've got him in our squad. Maybe that's... I imagine that could be his only thought process, but yeah. that's not to say it's a good idea. Yeah, it was... And then when it went 4-2, I was thinking, no, don't don't do this now. We've we've been that team that's been known for being mentally weak and collapsing under pressure. And I was like, don't make us this team again. <laughs> Did you hear Sky Sports as well? What do they when say? When they said something about it, it was like the anniversary of when we drew 4-4 against Newcastle. I can't really? remember. Really? Was it the ago. same day? Yeah, I'm oh, sure they said it. And I think Alan Smith poetic. was here. Alan Smith was the other commentator and literally the other commentator said it and he was like, don't mention that at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was brilliant. Uh, I was thinking like, oh, don't do it. And then they almost got a third and I was thinking, this is yeah, this is so difficult here. The the first goal for me, the Leeds goal that they scored, I, I believe it was from a corner and it was a very good header. Yeah, it was a great header. Um, you don't there's those. not much Louise could have done about it. I think he, he it's not like Louise just, just, just completely ignores the man. I think, you know, in hindsight... No goal should ever be scored, so you can always criticise someone. But it was a, it was one of them goals that went in, and I wasn't that pissed off. Mainly, probably to do the fact we're four 0 up. But I don't think de- mm. defensively it was the worst goal to concede in the world. Yeah, not like the the second least goal that they scored. But I let I let you talk about that one because I'm sure you want to mention Bellerin about it. Well, you got caught. That's how it just you know you get caught, and you know at this elite level you get caught, and it's zero point two seconds, and it's done. So it, there's a there's a lower margin for error. He knows that he got. That's the second time he, I remember him getting caught clearly. And one of them led to a goal, and it's unfortunate. He's just got to work on his position and his awareness, and um, just being more sharp on that that front. You can't talk. And, and it was a great documentary, but you can't talk about the injury forever because Holding came yeah. back from the same thing at the same time, and it's now playing the form of his life. I think as so well, it's like, it's it always looks a lot worse when a goal goes in after that something like that happens because a lot of the time a defender will make that kind of mistake and the the attacker or even the person that's played the ball to the attacker just mucks up at that point and it doesn't look anywhere near as bad as when a goal goes mm. in but as soon as a goal goes in it highlights the mistake and people are like you know that's poor from Bellerin but say if Costa hits it wide. People don't really remember it in the same way. Uh, see, I disagree with that. I think that you should look at things not for the result, but for what they could be. And you know that if you do that five times, you lose however many yeah. goals. So you cannot get caught like that. That being said, I don't really want to talk about Bella anymore because he had a good no, game no, no, with fine. the goal and things like that. And yeah, um, we need to talk about him. I think you know he knows what he needs to do and I'm sure he'll yeah. work on that. He's got a good head. On his shoulders, an awesome and man, I'm yeah. sure that he'll come through with it. I have confidence in Bellerin, you know, coming back harder next Around, time. Yeah. Um, people we haven't talked about yet is Gabriel. I thought he looked very comfortable on the ball and very strong. He's got the good trickery with the fakes to make space to pass it around the back as well. Whenever we're in trouble, he can make the time. He can do the yeah. little go right and then drop, go left again. And we you know, so I'm impressed with him. Um, he had a good game. There was only one thing that annoyed me about him today. Yeah, and. You know, it's it's probably a little bit of a petty thing to get annoyed about him because I do really like <laughs> Go Gabriel. On, I want to hear the pettiness. But he he keeps 
thrown himself to the floor a little bit too easily for someone that's six foot three, six foot four, and absolutely ripped. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, there was a there was a couple of times, especially in the, the second half. I know he's trying to do game management and keep us, you know, um, in the lead and take Leeds' momentum away. But he he just there was a couple of times it was kind of kind of Harry Kane, Mo Salah esque, where the the attacker or the defenders touched him and he's just thrown himself to the floor. Mm. Um, especially when you're like I said, when you've got that physique and you're that height, I just don't think you should be throwing yourself to the floor. I've seen Maguire do it over the last few games, so it's not just Gabriel that does it. But, you know, it just never looks good for me. Yeah. Um... But other teams do it against <laughs> us, so maybe... I've seen, uh, you know, I've, I've seen enough of Salah like, going down on a mad one to be like, is this yeah. just football now? Is that just what you have yeah, to do I to mean, get fouls called and like blown other, to... Other to, teams do it against team. us. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I agree, I agree. It's it's just a petty thing from me, just as a football fan watching it, mm. especially when it's your own team. And you know, I think he had a brilliant game. That's the only thing I just wish he'd cut out a little bit more. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I'm um, I still think he's been way better than you could hope a twenty six million pound yeah, signing 100%. to be. I'm super happy, and I'm hope he uh, stays with us for ten years if he's going to play like this. Yeah, no, he he looks really a really solid addition, and I think he's a big positive from this season. Mm-hmm. I, I think you know if he continues, I think he's still got to improve. I don't think he's anywhere near the finish article. Right. I think we. We do, at for like save in the next few years, if we want to become a Champions League team, a team that can challenge for the title, even challenge for like major honours like the Champions League. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, we, he does need to improve his game, but he has that kind of age where, you know, you don't really see many world class centre backs at twenty three yeah. or so. They normally come into it about twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven. So he's got time, um, and there's not too many complaints about him at the moment. No. Um- that's all I can think of with the game. Have you got anything else you want to drop before we move on to our other talking points? Nothing crazy. I think the only the only thing I'd add as well is that I'm not sure, and I'd like to actually discuss this with you because I think you might make a bit more clear to me. But I'm not sure how I felt about Arteta's substitutions. The I mean, the, let's forget the Williams one. I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about the El Nani on for Odegaard at 78 minutes, and then holding on for I can't remember who he took off again. Sabayas. Sabayas, that was it, sorry. Um, I just think it was a bit negative. I mm-hmm. think I know that Leeds had a lot of the ball, and if you look at it the other way, it's like we're trying to protect our lead. Uh, it makes us a little bit more secure. But well, that's the Williams sends... sub as well. He thought the Williams more of a yeah. like, pass it back, run forwards, and but Martinelli I, would go go hell I for leather. Just, I just think it, it changes the complexion. It almost says, like, oh, here's, you know, here's 15, 10, 15 minutes left. We're going to go defensive. I'm sending a message out to the players to play defensive. Let's invite the Leeds attack. And, you know, Leeds nearly got their third goal. If Bamford got to it a little bit before Louise, it could go 4-3. And then, you know, worse comes to worse, it, you know, they might get another goal. But, you know, in in total, I think he, he, he did enough for this game. We've won the game, so it can't be too critical of the manager. But I do think that against better opposition, his in-game management has to be better. Yeah, I thought that... El Nene, you, you know, you bring on El Nene to call the game off. Um, but they had chances after message. he came on. They had chances after El Nene yeah. came on, so he didn't kill the game off. And I don't think that you can really play to kill the game off against a team that's got energy low walls because they will they they will see what, like the weakness for weakness and Leeds, jump yeah, yeah. at you, man. Um, but we won the game. So uh, yeah, it's positive. I, I, I feel like you can't... If the result was a success... It's difficult to criticise, but I do agree with you on like basically everything you said regarding the subs, and those are not the subs that I would have made. 
I think, yeah, that there's there's two things for me as well. If you'd offered me 4-2 before the game, I'd have taken it 100%. No yeah. doubt. But if you if you took me from being 4-0 up to the last half an hour of football, that's a little bit concerning. Yeah, but I get you. Ultimately, I get you. ultimately, we won the game. So I'm not going to be negative it's a it's a much there's so many more positives today than there are negatives it's just little things and if we're striving to be champions league club if we're striving to try and get the major honors in the next few years that's things we've got to look at and there's no there's no harm in you know learning your lessons from things like that and i hope arteta does yeah he's got well you know i hope he doesn't see himself as a finished article and understands that he's got stuff that he could be learning every day and we see a more a more complete manager in arteta all the time so that's what we're hoping for um so yeah, we won the game. We won the game. Yeah, ultimately that's that's all that mattered today, especially with the games we've got coming up. We we really needed the three points today. Yes, should we talk about Benfica? Yeah, yeah. Looking ahead to the Europa League, yeah, I'd, I'd like to go into that a little bit. So we've got Thursday match, and then we've got one, I believe, on Saturday or Sunday as well. So that's going to be tough. Yeah, only a few a lot days, of and it's yeah. also in a different country because we're playing them in two neutral venues, I believe, because Portugal and England are not on the nice COVID list for each yeah. other. I think we're playing in. Greece? Is it Greece and Italy, the two legs? Athens or something. Yeah, I I think that might be... Athens might be the second leg, actually. I know we're playing in a different country, of course. I'm... I want to be as positive as I can for the Europa League. I think that if there's anything that we need to invest everything into, it's the Europa <laughs> yeah, League. Yeah, the league is done, man. Yeah, and it's realistically probably our best... You know, one of our best chances... I don't know. It's probably our best chance of getting European football next season. Mm-hmm. Because judging by our league form, I'm not 100% convinced we'll get into the Europa League through where we finish in well, the Well, we're league. definitely not getting into the top four, so it's our only shot no, at the Champions that. League as well. Yeah. But then, you know, I'd, I'd love to play in the Champions League, but would this team hack it and would we kind of be embarrassed? But that, that's no, another season, that's another day. No, I feel like you've got to go, go for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't believe, I don't subscribe to that. I think you've got to go for it every yeah, time. Yeah, no... But I think the Benfica yeah. is a good barometer for where we're at. Are we beating teams like this both legs consistently? Then we can come back with that confidence to say, okay, we are a European team. We belong with the larger boys in Europe. We need to take this into the Premier League and start crushing the people that are, you know, the Evertons and the Southamptons and the West Ham's and Aston Villas that are fighting for our sort of position for this season and build on that for the next. I do enjoy the fact that we're playing Benfica now. I think we have to view ourselves as favourites, even though you're about to tell me that Benfica are great, and I agree. Um, but we have to prove that we're above this still, and we're really still a European powerhouse and beat them. This is our only shot at Champions League, and we should go absolutely hell for leather. I want to see. Uh, I hope. I presume that Smith Rowe's starting because he was brought off early. I presume that Odegaard won't be. I think that we'll see Pepe on the left. I don't know if we'll see Saka on the right, though. I presume he will, but it is risky playing so many games. And then Alba or Laka up front again. Though it could also be Alba on the left. Um, if he doesn't want to play Pepe anymore. Um, and I think both both legs are winnable. No one's at home, no one's away. Let's have it, man. Yeah, I think you'd probably consider us maybe slight favourites. I think Benfica, you've always... You know, they've they've always got the chance to cause upsets they've caused upsets against English Premier League teams over the years I think you know most of the time they get beaten by the English teams but I, you know they they always have talent they always bring players through they've always got they've got enough to trouble us it's what Arsenal turns up for me if we're if we're at our game 
if we play like we did in the first half today, I think we have too much for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we play like we did in the second half, then they're going to run away with it. So it, it just depends on our consistency, on our decision-making, who Arteta selects, and if we're at the races, really. Yeah, it's interesting. No, We've got no previous uh, times of you know neutral grounds being played in these sorts of ones. And then also neutral ground to be played, and then it also be two legs. Because you yeah. think that if we're going to play a neutral, we just do it a one leg and done, and then we'll save us a you know the extra fixture for the league. But um, this will be you know a more reliable test of skill who can do it over two legs rather than one, yeah. where there's more likely of people getting lucky. I'd still rather do it over one, but um, it's in, we've, it's new, it's brand new. No one knows what this is like for the teams and the, the, how it does what it does for your mental and your you know your how you are mentally for it and how yeah, you approach it's, it. It's interesting, man. It's a different kind of test as well. I know, you know, you can say it's just an empty stadium, but it's in a different country. It's a different kind of, you know, it's relatively new and, you know, you've still got to make sure you take the opportunity and we've got to really go for it because I think it's a winnable game and I think there's some there are some very good teams in the Europa League. Um, we'd, I would probably put us at, like, maybe fourth or fifth favourite overall. Yeah, so we've but just got to have, overachieve. We, ha- we have got, you know, if, if someone said to me that, Arsenal won the Europa League um, from this point. I wouldn't think they're crazy. I'd be surprised. No, we're really... Even all the other teams would say that we're a big threat. 100%. No one's writing us off and saying, ah, we can trash these kids. If If we hit form and we play like... When we play good and we hit our form, we we can beat anyone in the Europa League. Yeah, except... Even even United. (laughs) Yeah. We can do Tottenham on our day. We can do Man U on our day. We can do the other good teams from the other countries. I'm having a look now. I'm glad we're seeing Benfica, though, because if we can't beat Benfica, then I'm glad that we got out early, because if you can't do that, that's a good level of where we're at. And let's not waste our time with the others. I believe Inter Milan are in. I've I've had a look at the team, so I'll read out the kind of the better teams at the moment. So there's Man United and Real Sociedad who are playing against each other. So I'm glad that one of them good teams will go out because Real Sociedad have actually been really good this season in okay. the Liga um, from what I remember you've got Tottenham obviously against they're, Wolf, they're a decent team Berger or something uh, Leicester again Leicester in it yep. you've got Bayer, Le- Bayer Leverkusen you've got Milan mm-hmm. you've got Roma mm-hmm. um, Lille Ajax Benfica Arsenal Napoli the Villarreal so Emery like there's there's yeah, some, a there's lot some of serious talent actually after reading that I don't know if we're you no, know, I think I think we're really fifth, up for it. We're have, we're having it, man. Like, you've got to back the team. You got to back. But a lot players. of the, a lot of them teams are playing against each other, so you've got. Yeah, you've it's got not like we have to go back to yeah. back to back final boss and take everyone out at the one yeah. at a time. We only I don't have to take a few of them out. I don't know if they've announced the round of sixteen or they've just announced the round of thirty-two. So, like, who we play if we win? I'm not sure if they've done. That I yet. feel like I would have heard about it if they had. Yeah. So yeah, well, I mean, we've got just got to focus on Benfica for this yeah. point. And if we can't beat Benfica, then fair enough. That's how it is. And we've got to come back harder and stronger next year. What are you saying, though, for these two legs? I think think I overwhelmingly say that we're a favourite. I think we have to be considered 65% favourites to 35% Benfica. Yeah, for me. Hopefully, I I I definitely agree with that, especially if we don't get a red card. (laughs) Then we're fine. (laughs) The Arsenal handicap. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I feel like we have to talk about it. There's a video that circulated um, that I haven't uh, seen, and I'm sure you haven't either, because <laughs> no one wants to catch a case for that. No. Of our young styler on loan, William Willie Saliba, and Saliba. allegedly it shows um, a teammate or 
whoever this guy allegedly. is. Allegedly. You know what Allegedly, it shows <laughs> alleged situations where someone is compromising himself in full view of the rest of the team and William Saliba, very uh, nonchalantly, facially yeah. expression-wise, is recording it. Uh, and it was recorded and posted. Allegedly, it's three years old, which makes them underage. So yeah. you can't go and watch that or you might have the police knocking at your door, which is why we haven't watched it. But still, it's quite a bizarre thing to happen it's strange this isn't rugby this is football so you don't yeah. expect this kind of weird nonsense to come out but you know weird people teenage boys do weird thing and it's also it, not for us to comment on but yeah. here we are trying to get views off of it i think a big thing that will help him in this situation is the fact that he has this has happened while he's on loan in france and he I played think. yesterday and played well yes. so they've th- not dropped him so we c- it legitimizes his comeback i think when you consider that he's not at arsenal at the moment and there's not fans in the stadium don't get me wrong he's going to get when fans are back in the stadium he's going to get the like, chance are going to be so rival funny fans bro. are going <laughs> to are going to mention some stuff about it and you know he's probably a big enough boy that he can take that and he'll Well be he played yesterday it. so people talking about he wasn't ready like yeah. mentally for the league are nonsense because he's just and had f- this happen and one thing that I will say in his defense and uh, I don't think that he ha- he ha- it's a stupid thing to do and you know it's been exposed but there doesn't see it, it's not like a malicious act that he's done, um, and you know footballers have done a lot worse. Like put it this way, footballers have done a lot worse. Like you've had people like Benzema who's blackmailed his teammate with like a sex. What video. is you it I mean? with the French teams, man? Yeah. What is it with the front? What is it when they drama. go and even it's the under teams? What are they up to, man? It's in the yeah. culture. Um, I feel much more strange, not about him because. Um, Though I'm going to be honest, it looks like that sort of stuff isn't that abnormal if he is looking so calm about and like jokey about it. So that's just, yeah. you know, what happens in the French youth team stays on the youth team. I do I um, do think but that... But I feel weirder about the person who's been caught on the video. I yeah, don't know who sure. it is. I, I don't know who it is. I presume either. he's still playing professional football and is Maybe, very much trying to duck out of might... the limelight right now. It might. It may just be a mate, but, you know, that's all speculation. <laughs> you but just I think bring your mate thing... into the changing room after the games and just have him do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh, I think he's come again. <laughs> Can you it's believe not... it? He's here again. Oh, get him out. <laughs> it's <laughs> It's not. It's not. I. From what I can see, I think it's at a hotel because he's laying on a bed. Um, no, it's the changing room. No, I'm sure he's laying on a bed, mate. Not that I've but seen. I might be wrong. Uh, I think, you know, I've I haven't watched it in, in full in detail or anything like that, but I'm sure it's a bed from what I've been. I told. heard he turns up every time that the U team win a game as like a Good celebration. Idea, <laughs> celebration. <laughs> Fuck it. Up. Um, I um, hope that he is staying out of the limelight because that's a it does, difficult one, man. It does help Arteta though. It does kind of justify Arteta saying he's not ready. If that makes sense. I know it was three years ago, and I know he's obviously in good form in France, but I think maybe if he keeps his good form up the next season, he can come back into the fray. I but, think if Nice had dropped him, it would have been really yeah. difficult for him to be reintegrated because that would have made it a thing that's like droppable. Yeah. But Nice starting him make it like, yeah. a, all right, this isn't a big deal, this is whatever. And, like, and also, no comments on it whatsoever. It's just like, perfect, this is going to go away. I'm really happy about not, that. He's also not doing it himself, which, which helps. Yeah. If it was, if he's the person doing that act, he's no then... more at fault than anyone else in that room. He's just doing, except some of he's sh- recorded. He's just recorded somebody shouldn't, and I don't think that's the worst thing that's ever happened in the world. No, um, it's, it's we... weird that it's so normalised yeah. based it's on the strange, body language. But... It's a strange situation. But the thing that was interesting about that actually is the fact that 
I think a few hours before that, or maybe the day before that, he was asked about why he wasn't at Arsenal. And I know he's touched on it before with like Lacazette and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I, I saw this. He he said that he was judged um, by two and a half games, mm-hmm. and he is putting stuff out in the media like like that, and it seems to be like he's not hundred. Well, he's going to back himself. You wouldn't be, but he's got to back himself. But I don't think that means that he can't play under it Arteta. Depends, it depends how much Arteta reads into it. If Arteta's got good man management with him, then it's not going to be harmful. But if Arteta thinks that's disrespect, it's going to go the other way. But if you're Arteta, and you, you're, the only reason that would go badly for you, because you know what you've done, you know you've sent him away, and you know that he's yeah. considered a good player, the only thing that would make that not work is if you're too egotistical to go, yeah, you know what, if I was him, I'd I'd be do the same. I'd be frustrated. I hope he comes back and he puts his head down. It's, 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 yeah. it's his choice to react negatively to that, because Definitely. he hasn't said, he's just said, you know, he's he's judged me off not long enough. I, I believe I've got something to, to show. And everyone, you should back yourself and believe you've got something to show. If he is too arrogant to be able to consider the fact that he, you know, didn't make a perfect judgment call, then that's unfortunate. But I don't think that Saliba backing himself after playing well is... He didn't go, that's his fault. He just went, yeah. you know, I felt like I could have shown it more. I didn't I only got two and a half training sessions to show or whatever it was. Um, yeah, no, I get that. I think, you know, the longer he stays out of the English media, the better it will be for him. And I hope that he can come back and it doesn't affect him too much. But I think judging by the fact it was three years ago as well, I think that does work in his favour. But I think, you know, we can definitely move on from this strange video for him and for Arsenal. <laughs> I feel way more sorry for that. Do I feel sorry for him? It's a win. I'm not sure I do. I think, you know, you make your own bed and you lie in it. Depends how it got leaked as well. It's obviously a leaked video. So I don't think he's put that out somewhere. <laughs> like, you know I what? think it's leaked. That is much better to hold someone to ransom for than the Benzema stuff. Because that's Probably, yeah. like, bro, if you've got that on me, I'm paying you the 50 grand or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm enough. never letting that leak. <laughs> I'm paying you whatever. Um, yeah. Right, before we get... And we're already going to get cancelled in like 10 years' time when the, if this resurfaces, by the way. Even for talking yeah. about it, because you, you, if who knows, who knows how... Uh, the culture will change and what this will be considered and I think that this will probably age poorly but we you know we haven't seen the video and we're just commenting on what the news have said the last thing I want to talk about is um, and you brought this out actually this is your talking point about Vardy yes go on oh, well, <laughs> I'm not okay. stealing your talking point <laughs> <laughs> no no I, I was just going to say I, I was reading um, the news in the week saying how Wenger was talking about buying Vardy and how the Vardy obviously rejected to come into Arsenal. That Wenger really wanted him, was prepared to pay him quite a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and I was just saying to you, like, what do you think? Do you think would be a much different kind of football club if he'd have come? If he'd so have given this us was, more? This was in 2016 when Leicester had just won the league. Yeah. Um, Vardy, I believe, was 29 then. So this is a rare example of Wenger going after a player who would have had no resale value, who is brought for like immediate short-term gains rather than nurturing them, selling them for a profit and having them serve as the club. Um, I believe it would have been like 25 or 30 million. He'd scored, how many goals did he scored that season? 22? 23? 24? Yeah, something like that. Um, but he didn't get the golden boot, I don't think. I think his first one was the last season's. Um, so apparently he decided to not go to Arsenal. Yeah. Well, I don't know the loyalty or whatever, but I know that Leicester then offered him the same money for a longer-term deal than he, Arsenal had offered him, apparently. 
So, um, you know, he's loyal to Leicester. Leicester are the club that took him from non-league to the Premier League. So there's, you know, there's sentimental value there. He's gone on to become a Premier League legend, whether he'd gone to Arsenal. Yeah. You know, if you get 100 goals, you're a legend, especially if you start at 28. That's crazy. Yeah. So good for him. Um, if we get him, we don't get Alba. Potentially, though, because you, you look at it like we we signed... Alba like six months after we signed Lacazette, so yeah, maybe but he's more similar yeah. to Alba than Lacazette. Yeah, potentially, but who knows that Arsenal might have only had Vardy for a couple of years, then moved him on again. He might not fit in well at Arsenal. Do you know what I mean? It, it kind of just depends. I think the reason why Vardy does so well at Leicester is because he he is Leicester's attack. Like mm-hmm. he, everything's filtered through him. Like he he is their main player they look to for goals and maybe at Arsenal he doesn't quite become that right I don't, I don't know it's, it's different teams but I feel and... like Wenger knows this and he he had a plan if he was willing to go after a 29 year old from big wages um for big money you know so I trust that he would have given him the required like autonomy and yeah. like like things well, you know the the balls to him to run onto and use his attributes and his finishing his pace that that I liked with him that would have worked. At the end out. of the day, like for I think it was around twenty million at the time. I thought it was thirty or twenty or, or thirty twenty five or whatever. For the not return, insignificant. Yeah, from the return that you get from Jody Vardy, I think it would be worth it. Oh, for the for the AC goals or whatever, it, yeah, he's gone yeah. since. 100% you go for it. He's been, you know, if he'd got a three quarters of that, he's well worth it. Alba, I don't think, is, he's got around that since he joined, and I would say he's still worth a 56. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't regret us buying about me at all. But yeah, no, it, it was just, a, you know, a throwaway kind of comment thing. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't too fast. Like, and in hindsight, you'd probably say, yeah, I want... I want it. We, we'd want him, but it doesn't matter really. I would have happily now, taken him at the time. Happened. Arsenal are the classic team where we've, if we signed all the players that we should have signed, <laughs> we, we'd have five Champions League and we'd have 50 had Premier League. Ronaldo, Ibrahimovic, <sighs> and everyone else. Even Messi, like, oh, I mean, like, it, it, it begs belief. If how, if we got, if we even got half the players that we went for, we'd have won Champions Leagues and way more Premier Leagues and probably been the best team in the world for a while mate but nearly signed FC is, no point harping on too much about yeah certainly banter but yeah it's it's one of them things Vardy is a brilliant Premier League striker I kind of like that he stayed though like just sentimentally no, like Lord, and sort of romantically and the like him staying there after the league title you know he didn't win anything else but they exactly. they're probably going to get in the Champions League this year and they're probably going to you know, continue to do well. He is 34, I believe now, but he's still doing it. He's still, still doing exactly yeah. what he still used to Liverpool. do. And he's still pacey enough to do it. So he's a physical Big game freak. player as well. Big game player. He's got the Lucas aids and the whatever, and he's still killing the game, bro. Red he Bull, does Red what Bull he does. Oh, it's, my bad. Red my Bull bad. and Port. So he has three Red Bulls before a game or something. Bro, he's killing the game. So, someone needs to yeah. do the, the, the science and figure <laughs> out what's going on because the, the, he, the most impressive thing about him, though, is he, he gets the most goals against the, the original top six. Like he, he scores, scores against us every time. So often, he scores so often. He's such a good player. Yeah, man. Um, I would have loved to have him. We didn't have him, but you know, 100%. I'm not too mad about it because I'm happy with how it ended up with Alba. Obviously, I'm not happy with the results afterwards, but yeah. I'm happy with the signings we made instead of Vardy. Um, I haven't got anything else I wanted to say. Do you have anything else? Uh, there was one little thing that I read in the news as well, um, and I did briefly read through it. So. I don't know how accurate it is, and if he's 
if he's been hopefully his his quotes and stuff have been copied in the right way. Yeah. Um, but I did see that Martinelli has said in the media that he's taken a lot of inspiration from Aubameyang. Um, wants to become an icon for Arsenal, similar to Aubameyang. Um, and I just wanted to get your kind of take on that because I think that's quite it's the right positive. Thing it shows that he wants to stay at Arsenal and become this kind of player. Um, I just wanted to ask what you make of that, really. Yeah, I mean, all players are going to say that as well. So um, I like to personally think, because I'm a biased Arsenal fan, that he completely means it. We don't know. I hope he does. You know, we've been nice to him and he's been good to us back. Uh, loyalty is somewhat still alive. It's somewhat still, somewhat dying in football. So I hope he does mean that. But if I was Martinelli, I'd say that even if I was angling for a move to Real Madrid or Barca. So, you know, I'm really glad to hear him say that. I, you know, I want to start seeing him speak with the North London twang like Bellerin and doing North London things. But if not, you know, I want him to stay at all costs. Yeah. But I don't take everything that every footballer says as fact because we've been burned For by sure. this before. Yeah, I, I think when you consider Martinelli, Emil Smith-Rowe, Saka, we've got a really, 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 really good future, hopefully. Hopefully. With these players. Um, but they, there's no reason why at this point in their careers they would leave Arsenal. But we've got to become that team that starts the challenge and goes into the Champions Leagues for them realistically to want to stay. Unless they want to do like a Harry Kane, for example, where they're happy becoming a club legend instead of winning stuff. I'm not sure I mean, Harry he has, Kane is happy with that, but yeah. But he has been, you know, I'm, I don't want to go into Tottenham and Harry Kane at all because I don't care about them. But he has been unlucky and in his head he probably thought that Tottenham could challenge, but classic Tottenham they don't. Um, but yeah. He's got to leave if he wants to win, win the Premier League. He won't win it in his career. Our young players, yeah. Um, our young players are the most positive thing about our future. Yeah, absolutely. That, and, you know, hopefully our young manager becomes that too. I want him to excite me like our young players do. And at the moment he's not, but I think he's got potential, hopefully. Yeah, that's fair enough. And on that note, that's not really... I don't really... I think that's a good place to end it. That's a good <laughs> philosophical look into the future way. Yeah. So uh, tune in for next time when we're going to cover the 8-0 win against Benfica in the middle Mate, of Europe. you always say 8-0. Because it's going to be... One day it will happen and I will delete all of the other podcasts and just say I predicted it 100% success rate. All it costed was every yeah, podcast yeah. we ever did deleted. Uh, no, but thank you very much for listening if you got this far. This has been North London's Red, yeah. episode 11. We're into double figures now and we're here to stay. Um, thank you for all the support over the last uh, week or so. We've, you know, we've we've yeah, appreciate basically it. doubled in our, our listener base. So thank you very much. It's been a great week, uh, and we want to do it again. So if you if you've enjoyed this, then make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're on Apple. If you're listening to us on you know Spotify, whatever, we're on Apple Music. We're on Anchor. We're on all. We're on Google Podcasts. We're everywhere, and we're on YouTube. YouTube. Uh, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We talk about the game. We put our predicted lineups we talk about the the nuances of the game on there as well so yeah thank you very much for supporting i've been jamie i've been with kieran and uh we hope that we entertained you enough for you to come and listen again thank you very much see you later bye brilliant